traveling. As with all winter weather events, if you're traveling, always keep a winter survival kit with you. A winter storm warning continues until 6 p.m. this evening. A winter weather advisory continues until noon today. Stay tuned for additional updates. I'm meteorologist Derek Height. This SheridanMedia.com Road and Travel Report is brought to you by Heartland Kubota. Come see our complete selection of snowplows, blowers, blades, chains, and accessories. Heartland Kubota, 2450 Heartland Drive. Here's the latest road conditions from the Wyoming Department of Transportation. I-90 is closed from Sheridan south to Buffalo at this time, and there's no unnecessary travel advised on I-90 from Sheridan to the Montana state line. I-90 from Buffalo east to Gillette is slick with snowfall, and I-25 from Buffalo south is slick in spots. U.S. 14 east to U-Cross and U.S. 16 from Buffalo to U-Cross are both closed at this time. And U.S. 14 from Dayton to Burgess Junction and U.S. 16 west of Buffalo are both slick with snow and blowing snow. Again, I-90 is closed from Sheridan south to Buffalo and there's no unnecessary travel advised on I-90 from Sheridan to the Montana state line. For all the latest road conditions, visit us online at SheridanMedia.com. At Carpet Design, their showroom showcases the latest in carpeting, luxury vinyl, tile, laminate, as well as all types of hardwood flooring. You'll see what's new in color, texture, and technology. If your flooring is showing its age or you just are ready to make a change, come see what's new and exciting at Carpet Design. Every Saturday from 10 to 3, take 20% off on flooring in the warehouse. Large selection, too. Free estimates, 643 Riverside Street, Carpet Design. This is Patrick Sucker with Harker Mellinger, LLC. Since 1983, Harker Mellinger has been the leading accounting firm in Sheridan. We are here to help you succeed in your business and provide services which are customized to meet your financial needs and allow you to spend more time managing your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Parker Mellinger, 672-0785 in Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County Justice Office will be receiving these funds for her random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. Brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now the roads are closed this morning. Hopefully they will open at some point today. Heading north is un, uh, no unnecessary travel, but I am stuck here at the house once again. But that's okay, because joining me by phone are recreation program supervisors for the Sheridan Recreation District, Zach Stewart, J.D. Williams, and McCoy Belland. Good morning, gentlemen, and welcome back to the show. How are you? Doing well, Floyd. Now, uh, how are you holding up in this weather, Zach, out there at the rec district? 
Well, our maintenance staff is out uh, plowing snow, as they've been doing all winter. Uh, we did have to cancel one of our ski trips this morning. That's why we were able to have McCoy here today. Um, yeah, it's just been busy with snow removal for our maintenance guys. This season, have you guys had to, to cancel much due to the weather? Yeah, we've actually canceled. This is our, one of our second ski trips we've had to cancel. Um, we've canceled... Uh, numerous activities after school with the schools in the city shutting down throughout, you know, in December and January as well. So it's just been a tough season um, getting through all of our activities without any cancellations. Yeah, yeah. This season has uh, not only been rough, but it seems to just be lasting forever. Uh, McCoy, are you kind of the uh, winter recreation individual? Like the, you get the kids up on the hill and have some fun up there? Yeah, I'm sort of the outdoor recreation um, supervisor, so trying to expand all the winter recreation activities and get kids up the mountain and exploring. So, McCoy, what is your favorite type of uh, winter recreation? Ooh, that's a good question. I recently did ice climbing this winter as um, – a thing that we offered through the rec district as well, and I really enjoyed that. I've never done that before, so I'd say that that's currently my favorite. <laughs> wow, ice climbing. That's uh, done with those pikes or axes, isn't it? Yeah, you have the ice tools that you use um, uh, with your hands to, like, get into the ice, and then you also have um, stuff on your feet, too, to help you kind of stay attached to the ice as well. <laughs> that's that's incredible to think that we could we have that offered as a class through the rec district, you said? Yeah, we had one trip um, this winter. Uh, we don't have any more this season, but I'm looking forward to having a few more um, next winter, definitely. That's, that's incredible. I didn't even know that we could do that around here. Do we have some pretty good... Uh, I guess you would call it, what, ice shelves up there on the mountain? Yeah, there's um, one big one. It's um, more on the shell side, like Shell Canyon. There's a really big one. It's good for beginners. Um, and we work with uh, Wyoming Mountain Guides um, to bring us up there and help um, bring all the tools and everything for that. Now, I know I'm kind of going off topic here, but, uh, it, McCoy, it's it's fascinating to me that we've got so many great uh, recreation opportunities through Sheridan Rec District during the winter season. A lot of people, unless they're snowboarders or skiers, maybe ice skaters, tend to think that, you know, when the snow hits the ground, it's time to put everything away. But uh, that's not the case, is it? There's a lot to do during the winter. Yeah, there really is, and that's um... – why I'm excited to be with the rec district so I can help people to um, kind of see more like outdoor recreation things that are available, especially in the winter. Cause there's a lot of stuff you can do besides sitting in the house, staying warm, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Unfortunately, that tends to be what I end up doing. I have promised myself that I will get out and I'll cross country ski Excuse me, but uh, I haven't been able to find the time to get that done yet. What are the cross-country ski opportunities that I could take advantage of there at the Sheridan Rec District? 
Um, so we currently do not have cross-country ski opportunities through us, um, but I know there are a couple of different trails on the mountain you can go to. There's a Sibley Lake cross-country trail, Cutler Hill, and then um, if we get enough snow in town, the Black Mountain Nordic Club, I believe it is, um, grooms a couple trails in South Park. So... There's quite a few different trails you can check out, but unfortunately this winter we didn't have any cross-country opportunities. Well, you know, there's just so many uh, different things that you can do during the winter. And I, I grew up in the state of Wyoming, and uh, sledding was kind of the <laughs> top thing to do in the middle of the winter um, until I was about 15 years old, and then I jumped on a snowboard. Unfortunately, it was another 15 years before I got on one and uh, got on one when I was about 36 and learned that uh, I should have kept up with it. Went home with a bruise about the size of a basketball. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking for other things to do during the winter. <laughs> now, uh, although it does look pretty, pretty winterish outside, spring is actually here. Uh, and, and although the season itself hasn't showed up, it is on the way. Zach, can you tell us about the 2023 sponsorships this year? Yeah, so as a rec district, we take sponsorships um, for the entire year, and those help uh, go towards different programs and uh, just help with uh, different facilities that we manage. And so we're still looking for some 2023 sponsorships. They are tiered based uh, based on the amount um people give and those uh, different tiers receive different perks, whether they're um, listed on our website and our, in our program guides. We also, for some of the higher level donors and sponsors, we print and put out banners around our facilities down at Damadia field, uh, John Oates field at sixth street at the college. So those are some of the perks that you can get for the sponsorships. And you also get different team names, at, uh, named after you for fast pitch softball, youth baseball, um, along those sorts of lines. So if anyone is interested in still sponsoring for this upcoming 2023 season, you can reach out to me at the rec district office and I can share more information with um, anyone looking to give to the Sheridan Recreation District. Now, Zach, let's say that uh, I'm a business owner. I want to sponsor a softball team, whether it be youth or adult. And uh, I would like to have one of those banners. How long does that banner stay up there for folks to see? Yeah, so they're good for the entire 2023 season. So if you uh, give a certain amount, I believe it's the top two, uh, top two or three tiers. We have four tiers. Um, those will shift from all the facilities. So they'll be out of the college from the moment we get out there. So May through August, and then they'll be down at the Sixth Street Fields um, during the entire baseball and softball season, and then transfer up to Damadia Field through the fall. So they're they're on the fence from late April, early May, obviously depending on the snow, and through the fall, which about mid middle of October. You know, there was always a famous saying in a newspaper that uh, I, I used to work for. And, and that is to support your local businesses because you don't see big box stores sponsoring local baseball teams, do you? You see, you see a lot of our local businesses. 
there are a lot of local businesses, and we're very grateful for all those folks that uh, give to the Sharon Recreation District and that we can um, promote these programs and promote their business um, as well on our fence. And we just enjoy all the sponsorships that we have so far this year, um, but we're always looking to add more sponsorships and give back to our community. Now, one more time, Zach, if I'm out there listening to this and uh, I want to get a hold of you, sponsor someone or a team, uh, who do I contact? Um, at this point, you can contact myself or Rich Bridger down at the recreation office at our phone number, uh, 674-6421, and we can give you any more additional info that you might need. Now, can I, as a sponsor, let's say I'm a top-tier sponsor, can I choose a team to sponsor? Can I make a team to sponsor? Yeah, so everyone that's in our top tier um, gets a youth baseball or softball team named after them. Um, there are a few um, specific team names, and we're happy to accommodate folks. Um, just It depends on what specific activity you're looking for. Uh, usually the adult sponsors, um, those are team-based. So if someone were to um, pay for an adult team, um, that would be a separate uh, faction of this. This is uh, for naming of youth uh, rec district teams. All right. Now, we've got uh, spring break, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, tennis camps and skiing. Are those tennis camps still going to take place even with the weather outside? Yes, we're actually using the Sheridan um, Community Tennis Association's indoor um, tennis um, facility. So those are going to be on Tuesday, Thursday this week. We have a group for 8- to 10-year-olds, which is from noon to 2, and then 11- to 14-year-olds from 2 to 4 p.m. And, again, those are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week. So there we still have some space available so if you are looking for uh to get into some uh tennis camps these next few days you can either give us a call at the office or the registration is still open on our website that's great to hear there's still some room in those camps still give them something to do and it's going to be inside uh you know probably not a whole lot of outside activity is going to be going on unless you're doing something like skiing and there is a skiing camp. Am I right, uh, McCoy? That's still going forward. Yeah, so we have one more day of skiing, hopefully, on Friday. Um, so hopefully the weather will hold out and it won't be like today where we had to cancel it. But we still have a little bit of space left in that um, ski trip up to Antelope Butte if anyone wants to sign up. Now, McCoy, when it comes to this, uh, is this kind of like a uh, a class, or is this just a an opportunity to get up there on the hill? Will will there be somebody there who can give me instruction, or has unfortunately that kind of passed? Um, so this trip is more just getting people out there to go enjoy the mountain and go skiing. There are no lessons offered. Um, so a little bit of experience is required, although there is a pretty good um, little bunny hill, I guess I would say, up there. So you could practice your skiing for sure, but there there won't be any um, lessons offered that day. 
Yeah, see that Buddy Hill? That's probably where I should have stuck around that last uh, snowboarding trip that I took. I should have just stayed on that Buddy Hill and gone home without the bruises. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. We've got the Saturday Baseball Softball Clinic. Yeah, I've been doing, since January, I do the last Saturday Baseball Clinic softball clinics we have a baseball section and a softball section and it's for kids 8 to 15 and really it's just to get kids throwing and working on fielding the ball we also do that at our indoor facility Um, i have one more left in april it's not quite on the last april but it'll be on the 22nd and there's plenty of room in there for both baseball players and softball players Uh, jd these are uh like you said before these are going to be going over um, basics, correct? So if we're just trying to get our youth into baseball, this is a great clinic to attend, right? Yep, kind of good for everyone. If you if you have a, a young kid that doesn't know how to play, has never played before, we can work with that all the way up to some of our more experienced. We can just get them in there throwing and get their arms in shape for the season coming up. That's fantastic to hear. Everyone needs to warm up after this winter. I'll tell you that. I know that I do. All right. On that, we're going to have more with the Sheridan Recreation District when we return after this. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. great meal that benefits a great cause. The Knights of Columbus Lenten Fish Fry Dinner, 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. this Friday, March 31st at 301 East Brundage in Sheridan. Tickets are $12 a person, $50 for a family of five or more. Dine in or take it out. Proceeds benefit the Holy Name Catholic School Tuition Assistance Fund. For shut-in delivery, call 672-0936. The Knights of Columbus Fish Fry Dinner, this Friday at Rodolini Hall, where the Knights of Columbus meet. Have you been online to the Sheridan Commercial Company office supply website? Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. SheridanCommercial.com will allow you to explore and compare prices with other national brands. We offer delivery or in-store pickup. Over 41,000 items are available by going online at SheridanCommercial.com. That's SheridanCommercial.com. Plus, we carry a line of supplies in our store for your everyday needs. The Sheridan Commercial Company, Office Supply Department at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. If you haven't signed up for the Sheridan Media Newsletter, you're missing out. Thousands of people have already signed up. You'll find some of the top news stories of the week. Community events, sports, weather, updates from Centennial Theater and the Wild Theater. Discover fun facts, local videos, Sheridan history, country bounty links, and your favorite businesses. It's delivered to your email box every Thursday morning. Click on that Share to Media newsletter button. It's on the top of our website and sign up, sharetomedia.com. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Share to Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County Justice Office will be receiving these funds for random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Brackleton Fine Food and Spirits invites you to enjoy our lunch menu with popular choices like our ahi tuna bowl. 
with ahi tuna, soy marinade, peanuts and scallions, wonton chips, wasabi aioli, and sesame seeds. Or our turkey lettuce cups, Asian ground turkey, lettuce, cilantro, peanuts, hot sauce, or maybe our fish and frites, battered cod, shoestrings, and spicy slaw. Lunch at Frackleton's, where good food is good mood, on Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I am joined by the Recreation Program Supervisors for the Sheridan Recreation District, Mr. J.D. Williams, Zach Stewart, and McCoy Phelan. Now, uh, when I was just 10 years old, my father took me up to the Smoky Canyon Mine to take part in a CPR class. I can remember it to this day, and although I was too young to be given a certificate, I did receive all the training and pass the test. Now, you don't have to go to a mine to receive similar training. Sheridan Rec District has you covered. Zach, can you tell me about this uh, new Red Cross lifeguarding class that's coming up? Yeah, I will actually let McCoy um, talk about the lifeguarding class. Oh, fantastic. McCoy, what do we got? So we have a Red Cross lifeguarding class coming up for people who would potentially like to work at Kendrick Pool or people that are just interested in lifeguarding. Um, you can register through March 29th. You must be 15 years old to take the course and receive your certificate. Um, the classes will be held at the Sheridan Junior High Pool, and they will be on a couple Sundays in April, so April 2nd, 16th, and 23rd. Now, McCoy, what kind of uh, basic life-saving techniques are we going to be learning at this class? So um, so I've taken the class um, a few, few times. So the instructor, his name is Adam Martin. He's been our aquatic supervisor the past few years down at Kendrick Pool. Um, so the first day or so they're going to be going through a lot of their minimum uh, qualifications their treading water their swimming tests and then as 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 they pass those um, tests they're going to be um, working on water rescues in the shallow end of the pool into the deep end um, how to distinguish between head injuries and how to assist people getting out of the pool and then they, they build on those uh, each and every class um, with different scenarios and, and just di different types of training to get people out of the pool safely and to perform um, any um, life-saving um, mechanics with CPR, any additional first aid. Um, so each of those days they'll be going through that. And then at the end of that, they'll, be, they'll take a test on their lifeguarding practicals as well as their first aid and CPR uh, test. Now, this is the kind of class that, uh, you know, would be good to take if you're just looking to learn some of these techniques as well. You don't have to be going into, into lifeguarding. You know, the more uh, people who've received this type of training out on any situation around water is a good thing, Correct. That is correct, but we, we, we would prefer if they would like to work at, at the Kendrick Pool. 
Um, that's just a, a side perk as um, being trained as a lifeguard. And it's a great summer job for somebody who likes being around the water, for someone who uh, likes kind of being, you know, out of the office type of work for the summer, or maybe they don't like to dig ditches. Well, you can head on down there and you can become a lifeguard, which is absolutely vital uh, in our lives. Every day we're around water. Now, another thing that is coming up, Sheridan Rec District holds an Easter egg hunt every year, don't you? Yes, we do. So this year our Easter egg hunt will be on Saturday, April 8th at 10 a.m. sharp. So far we have it as being in Thorner Rider Park, but um, as you can see, the weather isn't quite cooperating with us, so there's a chance it will be indoors at the high school gyms that day. Now, we don't have to register for this or anything like that. We can just show up, correct? Yep, you just show up that morning, um, hopefully a little bit early, because when it's 10 a.m., it goes by pretty fast. So, yeah, just show up Yeah, I, I, can, I can only imagine all those little eager kids running out there looking for their Easter eggs. I imagine uh, the, the search doesn't go on long, does it? It does not. <laughs> That's right. All right, so just one more time, uh, you know, if I were to wake up that morning and see the snow out on the ground still, is that kind of the guarantee that we're gonna, it's going to take place at the high school? We will make the call before that day for sure and advertise it as being in the high school if it comes to that um, well in advance. So before that day, people should know if it's going to be at the high school instead of in the park. Okay, that's fantastic to hear. So, folks, just keep an eye out for that if you uh, plan on attending. And I know a lot of people attend that every year. People look forward to that Easter egg hunt every spring. Now, one thing that I did want to talk on was a sport that has been gaining popularity within our lifetimes, youth lacrosse. Uh, you know, how, how, how popular is this sport? sport become in the last probably decade uh do you folks ever actually remember having like a lacrosse team when you were in let's say you're nine to ten years old i i don't remember that for me never i uh, didn't even think about it so it's it's pretty new to this area i know other parts of the country it's it's kind of bigger but pretty new here and it's a pretty cool little game. Uh, now, who who could speak on on the lacrosse and 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 kind of just describe what this game is for folks who may not know what it is? Uh, well, I've been running it for the last four years. That started it maybe six, seven years ago, and they've had fifteen kids. And this year we're up to almost seventy, and that doesn't include our the club team that we kind of pair with, uh, the Sheridan Mavericks, we, uh, some of their coaches kind of do double duty and help coach with us and with their club team. Um, but I guess the, it's kind of a mix of soccer and hockey on grass. Um, I know a lot of the kids that get done with the hockey programs like to come over and play lacrosse after that's done. 
Absolutely. Uh, I don't know the, the rules specific, but essentially, instead of a stick knocking a puck around on the ground, this is like a, a weaved basket on the end of a pole, and you pass this ball. Uh, I, I, I think it's a ball, correct, J.D.? Yep, it's uh, like a, about the size of a tennis ball, but it's all solid rubber. And maybe some folks have probably seen this on ESPN, watched a little bit of it. It's a fast action game. It's really fun to watch. And, uh, you know, it's like I said, it's gained in popularity over the past decade. A lot of folks are getting involved in this thing. Now, what do we know? What do we need to know as far as uh, registering for the upcoming uh, season and gear? Well, we're pretty much done with registration. We do still have a couple days left on that. Our initial plan was to start the first practice on April 3rd. Um, Just looking outside today, I don't think that's going to be a possibility. We're going to try and push it back a week, and hopefully we get some snow melts. But for people that are interested, we provide all the gear for the kids. That's your helmet, your shoulder pads, your elbow pads, and your gloves, uh, a mouth guard, and a stick. So really all the kids need to bring is a water bottle and, you know, soccer cleats or football cleats kind of work the best for that. Now, uh, if we got to put this off a little bit, uh, do, do we have a, a, a backup, J.D., that we can go to, or are we just going to maybe postpone practice for a little while? We will just postpone practice. Right now, um, getting in gyms, there's uh, it's no secret in Sheridan that uh, field space and gym space is a premium. Uh, there's not a lot out there, and it gets kind of picked up and reserved pretty quick. So we're kind of at the mercy right now of weather. I know that our, uh, our club team, the Mavericks, they've been using a little bit of the indoor baseball area just to get some, some time in, and then they've been using parking lots and all sorts of different areas where they're free of snow. Now, speaking of another sport that might uh, end up being postponed, maybe it won't because, uh, you know, there are quite a few tracks around town. But can you tell me about spring cross-country running? Yeah, so we will have spring cross-country running. Hopefully the snow will go away soon. It's not too sure about that, though. Um, But like you said, there are a lot of trails in town, and there's a few Um, right next to the rec district office as well that we definitely utilize for our cross practices. Um, So I have our first practice being on April 10th, as long as the weather cooperates a little bit. And you can register now through April 7th, and it's for second to fifth grade um, kiddos to register for. (laughs) Second to fifth grade. I'll bet that's just adorable watching them all run out there. How rigorous is this training? Or, uh, uh, you know, uh, walk me through just the first day. So the first day we will do some warm-ups, play a couple, um, like, running games, do a couple relays, and then have a, I don't know if I want to call it a long run, but we'll run (laughs) – a little under. Long for them, right? Long for them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then throughout the season, we'll work up so we can run a little bit farther. And at the end, the last day of the season will be a one-mile race for our cross-country runners. 
Now, McCoy, how difficult is it to, I mean, is there a source that you go to to kind of look up games that uh, keep uh, the little ones interested? Because as they get older, they kind of understand the idea, right? We're here to run. We're here to train. They have a little more focus on that motivational purpose. But the little ones might be looking for a little more entertainment. Uh, How do you guys come up with some of the games that keep the little ones interested in running? So for the games, I previously I moved here from Missoula, Montana, where I worked for the Parks and Rec um, department up there. And so I know a whole bunch of games from working up there with kids for a few years. So I just dashed in the back of my mind, I always have games that I can pull out and get ready to play. So that's, I don't really have a source where I come up with those. <laughs> no? You know, when, you, when you're out there and you kind of start seeing the focus drift off a little bit, is that when you fire the games up, or is there more of a technique than that? I would say that's definitely a big factor in that, is when, when everyone's starting to get tired or you can tell that no one's paying attention anymore. You kind of just need a break from instruction, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, hey, you're, you're out there training our future high school runners, and uh, we appreciate that. Now, just one more time, uh, where do we register for this, and, and what are the fees attached, and what should I know as far as gear or running shoes? So you can register on our website, SheridanRecreation.com, and the fee for cross-country is $35. Um, Additionally, there are no gear requirements per se, just just some running shoes, um, comfortable clothes to go exercise in, and a water bottle is definitely important as well. To make sure that you're bringing your own water source. Now, uh, McCoy, if, if I had an old camelback sitting around, is that good to give to – one of the kids for for running or should we just focus on a bottle uh to bring that water in i would say for if we were hiking a camelback would be awesome but for running a water bottle works perfect now when it comes to running shoes i know there's been a lot of advancements in that uh in that technology uh you know i can remember back in i think it was 2014, uh, someone uh, showed me a pair of their new fancy running shoes when I was still serving in the military and held that thing up. It virtually had, like, no weight. I was absolutely surprised by this thing, uh, and, and they said it helped them out. So, folks, if you want to take a look into that, uh, maybe that will improve some run times. Who knows? All right, we're going to have more with our Sheridan Recreation District when we return after the break. This is Public Pulse on 930KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. So what's wrong, Fido? Did Timmy fall down the well again? What? You mean you don't want this dog food? You want a different dog food? Okay, so you want Northwest Naturals raw diets for dogs sold locally only at the Health Nut? Wait, wait. 
You want some A-plus answers raw goat milk formula with raw honey and organic cinnamon? And they have Northwest Naturals for cats, too? You guys stay right here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. This public service message is presented by BHJ Property Management at 101 South Main. The headlines may be bleak, but there is plenty of uplifting news. Your local chapter of the Christian Motorcyclists Association will be sharing that news at an Easter sunrise service at Sheridan's Cornerstone Church on Bighorn Avenue at 610 a.m. Weather permitting will be outside, so dress appropriately. Everyone is welcome to join us at Cornerstone Church on Bighorn Avenue, 610 a.m. Easter morning. Hello, I am Gomez. Hello, I am Morticia. Hi, I'm Wednesday. We invite you to the Bighorn High School musical production of The Adams Family, April 7th through April 14th at Bighorn High School. Tickets can be purchased at bighorndrama.com or at the door. Please come and enjoy America's kookiest family on a family-friendly wild ride as they attempt to be normal for one night. We, we hope to see you at the show. Presented by A-Plus Services and First Northern Bank. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County Justice Office will be receiving these funds for her random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I am joined by Recreation Program Supervisors for the Sheridan Recreation District, J.D. Williams, Zach Stewart, and McCoy Thieland. Now the big wait for youth baseball is about over. We talked about some of those clinics that are taking place at the beginning of the show. But, uh, you know, J.D., what do we need to know in regards to registration and gear this year for youth baseball? Right now we have our youth baseball open for registration, and that will run until April 23rd. We're hoping to get get started the first week of May. Of course, that's weather depending. We'll see what the snow and the rain does for us in the spring. But as far as equipment that kids need to bring, um, a pair of baseball cleats and a glove is all you really need. We provide uniforms, pants, bats, helmets, catcher's gear, all that, and uh, we get to send the hats home with them at the end of the year. You know, it's it's been a while since I've been out to a baseball field, J.D. Is baseball still as popular, you think, as it ever was, maybe even more so, even though these kids have got – so many different choices on, on how to spend their time. Yeah, I think in Sheridan, Wyoming, the uh, baseball programs are pretty strong. We get about 300 to 350 kids between first grade to sixth grade signed up for baseball. 
I know the American Legion has expanded a little bit into a couple different teams, and then our travel baseball programs are pretty strong as well. That's fantastic to hear. You know, somebody once told me that uh, football was replacing baseball as America's pastime. Now, I can't argue that football's probably a little more popular, but I really do believe that uh, baseball really is and will probably always be. America's pastime. Now, let's talk about the youth fast pitch softball. What do we need to know about that? As they get a little bit older, things pick up. Yeah, so that's um, definitely compared with our youth baseball season. Uh, their registration goes a little bit longer. We're going to go until the end of April, um, looking at April 26th. Um, we service that, that younger group as well. Um, we go our, our, our youngest group, we have a first and second grade pitching machine league. Um, and then we have our intermediate, our, our intermediate league, which is third through fifth grade. And that's where they start um, getting introduced into pitching. And so uh, those games are about a half pitching machine and half live pitch. And then when they get to that, that minor league fast pitch level, those are our current sixth through eighth grade, sixth through eighth grade girls. And that's a full, um, fast pitch league, all pitching. Um, a couple other small details. We have, co- if anyone's interested in coaching, um, any of those teams, we have coaches meetings on Wednesday, May third, um, between five thirty and seven thirty, um, depending on which league you're looking at coaching. Um, and those prices um, are similar to baseball as well. That youngest level is fifty. Um, that intermediate is 55 and that minor league level is $60. And along the same lines, all the uniforms and equipment are provided. We just ask that they have some sort, sort of uh, cleats, uh, soft, uh, soft rubber cleats, and, and a glove. Everything else we will provide. Um, some kids that do play travel, um, they can bring their own helmets and bats and other gear that they may have. Um, but it's definitely an introductory level league. Um, but there are um, quite a quite a few players that that play, and it's just a good mix of girls that play. Now let's just kind of explore what a schedule looks like. Uh, I, I know we probably don't have the set schedule for the year, but in years past, how often are we getting these kids out to the baseball field to practice their technique? Yeah, so m- most often those younger uh, younger groups they're practicing. Um, they're probably meeting two, maybe three times a week. It just really depends. That younger group they're probably going to practice twice a week um, until we start games, and they'll probably practice once a week and play games once a week. So you're looking at a Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday schedule for the most part. As the teams get a little older, they may meet. Uh, an additional time during the week. It's really based on um, the coach's schedule and the, and the field schedule um, that's available. But most often they're going to play at least one game a week, maybe two, just depending on the number of teams um, and days available. And obviously working with weather as well with rainouts. Um, it's weird to say rainouts at this point of the year when we're having snow <laughs> out. But, um, yeah, it, it really depends on the of uh, teams and kids that sign up but you're looking at you know two to three times a week and we only really go monday through thursday um during those summer months 
And it's pretty much the same for baseball. We cap team meetings at four for the week, um, and we try and keep everything Monday through Thursday. Um, Fridays are not a very popular thing for people to have to go and do something, and then kind of leave the weekends for people to get out and enjoy the outdoors rather than be at the baseball field. Some people want to be there, some people don't, but uh, we try and stay away from scheduling stuff on people's weekends. Well, that's the deal, isn't it? I mean, if you want to work on your technique, the fields are always there. Uh, You can head down there and get a little bit more practice in outside of the team. When it comes to volunteering to be a coach, um, is it the coaches that really teach the kids the techniques, or do we have some rec staff out there who kind of helps teach these little ones, J.D.? Uh, we're always available to help, uh, if, if, like come up with practice plans and stuff like that. We can provide that. But um, in recent years, we've been super lucky with people that have the knowledge in baseball and softball that can kind of just take the team on themselves. And they don't necessarily want or need our help, but uh, we do occasionally get some parents that are kind of no one wanted to volunteer for that certain team, so they kind of jump in, and I provided a couple practice plans and came out and done a couple practices with them. But after once or twice, they kind of get it and kind of take it there. So I don't have to come into this being, you know, some Tommy Lasorda type of, of, of figure. I, I, can, I can go in there and uh, kind of learn as I go, right? Yeah, especially in our youngest divisions, our peewee league, our mini softball. Um, you're really teaching the basics for the kids. They're learning how to throw, how to catch, how to field the ball, how to hit the ball. So you're kind of growing with them through that process. As you kind of get older towards the fifth, sixth grade baseball league and the sixth through eighth softball league, it does help to have a little bit of know-how. But uh, if you've been doing it through the past couple of years, you kind of get it figured out pretty quick. Now, uh, what do we do with the Little Sluggers, J.D.? What is that program about? The Little Sluggers program is something we run during the summer. Uh, We have a Saturday session and a Tuesday-Thursday session. Um, We take five- and six-year-olds, both uh, girls and boys, out to the baseball field for about an hour, and we work on the little stuff, uh, some some throwing, some catching, learning which way to run around the bases, what the bases are called. Um, real basic stuff. We hit off a tee. We play some wiffle ball. So it's pretty popular. So if parents are interested in that, I suggest as soon as it opens on April 3rd to get signed up as soon as possible. Um, there are 25 spots available in each one of those classes, and they do fill up really fast. I imagine they probably do. That sounds like it's a – you know, a clinic in and of itself, right? Yeah, that's that's really what it is. Uh, get kids out, kind of their first experience with some baseball and softball. Um, some kids really get it. Some kids are brand new, so it's kind of a uh, more herding cats, but um, it's fun. <laughs> it is. I I can only imagine how fun that is having those little ones out there learning baseball kind of for the first time. I bet it's absolutely adorable, but there is serious business going on out there. Kids are learning America's pastime sport. Now, uh, just uh, how, I'm sorry if you said, I'm going to ask you to repeat it. How often 
does Little Sluggers take place? Is this a one-time deal, or is this something that goes on maybe two or three times a month through the summer? We run eight Saturdays, so you're getting eight weeks of it if you're in the Saturday class, or I guess six weeks. It's six Saturdays, or we do three weeks of the Tuesday, Thursday. And so you're getting six hours of it. Well, that's pretty day good. Now, moving on, as, as we get into the warmer part of the year, which uh, uh, was supposed to show up about a week ago, but here we are. <laughs> we, get, we do have adventure camps. What is being offered this year? Yeah, so we have quite a few different options for outdoor recreation camps this summer. We have our outdoor adventure camps, which are full-day camps for three days in each session. And we go rock climbing in the morning and then go hiking or exploring or learning outdoor skills in the afternoon. Our other camp, we have a rock climbing camp, which is just a morning camp. We head up to different rock climbing places and just teach kids the fundamentals of rock climbing um, so they feel comfortable on the rocks. And, yeah, that's just a morning camp. And then we also do Fresh Air Fridays, which are, as the name sounds, on Fridays, where we take um, kids to different places on the mountain as well to go explore and hike in different areas. McCoy, that sounds like a really fun camp, just basically learning the area up in the Bighorns. I, I imagine they're probably pretty popular areas, right? Or do you guys have some secret nooks that really, uh, you know, aren't visited a whole bunch and the kids are just awe-inspired when they see it? Um, for the most part, they are mostly just the popular areas. So like Steamboat Point, Tongue River Canyon, Paradise Falls, just places like that that um, – most kids have probably been to, but it's just fun to get them up there and exploring a little bit more. You know, we do have a lot of folks moving into town this past year. J.D., if they're looking for a job opportunity, maybe for their teenager over the seasonal uh, summer, what can they help do out there at the rec district? We are always looking for umpires for both our youth baseball and youth softball league. Um, I know we have lifeguard opportunities. Um, we do have a lot of this posted in our, um, our program guide that is available on our website. Um, I know in particular I'm looking for a field supervisor for the 6th Street baseball field. Um, Steve has been doing it for quite a few years. People that have been around the baseball field know Steve pretty well, but he has officially retired from the rec, so we are looking to fill his shoes. Oh, that sounds like big shoes to fill. Now, Zach, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to end with you. Um, for those who have moved into town recently, or maybe they've been here forever and just never gone down to the rec district, can you tell me what the rec district offers if I were to just walk right through the door? Uh, do I have to become a member? Uh, are there workout equ equipment rooms there? Uh, things like that. No, so um, we, don't, we don't have any memberships. It's just uh, paying for specific program fees. So if you're going to sign up for baseball or softball or any of these outdoor ed camps, um, 
it's just the program fee, which covers the cost of staff and equipment for us to offer those. Um, as for workout equipment, I mean, our biggest uh, workout facility is our park itself. Um, running on our trails, there's the pickleball course, there's the indoor um, complexes down here for tennis and baseball. Um, so on that regard, it's just, you know, getting outdoors and using uh, the parks that we have. And if you want to come down to the park, we are located at 1579 Thorn Rider Park. We are in the bright blue building in the park. It's not um, hard to miss us. Um, that's where we take all of our in-person signups. Um, so feel free to walk in, and we can give you any additional information that you may be looking for. Zach, J.D. McCoy, it is always a pleasure having you guys on, and I want to thank you both for coming on the show with me this morning and uh, doing, it, doing it over the phone. You know, we can't control the roads, but, hey, the show must go on. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Floyd. Yep, thanks, Floyd. All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. A great meal that benefits a great cause. The Knights of Columbus Lenten Fish Fry Dinner, 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. this Friday, March 31st at 301 East Brundage in Sheridan. Tickets are $12 a person, $50 for a family of five or more. Dine in or take it out. Proceeds benefit the Holy Name Catholic School Tuition Assistance Fund. For shut-in delivery, call 672-0936. The Knights of Columbus Fish Fry Dinner, this Friday at Rodolini Hall, where the Knights of Columbus meet. Dreaming of green grass, sunny days, and long drives right down the middle of the fairway? Well, so are we. It's time to get ready for the 2023 golf season at Kendrick Golf Course. Rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Sheridan's best golf value. Take advantage of their preseason discounts and save even more. Discounted Pass is now on sale at City Hall or online at SheridanWY.gov through March 31st. The snow will be gone. The grass will be greening up before we know it. So don't miss out. Play golf this season at Kendrick Golf Course. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. K-R-O-E.